I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet, pet Sitter Confessional. Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. On this week's episode, I sit down with Beth and Alex, two amazing people who have been on quite a journey with their pet setting business over the last several years. We cover way too many topics for me to give a simple introduction to this, so I'm just going to leave you with the phrase, bubbles and nuts. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello? Hello. Hi, Colin. Hey, Alex. How are you? Great. Beth's here, too. Hi, Hi. Beth. Hi. Well, we're excited to get to connect with you tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this um, and just hearing about you guys and learning from you about all, all that you've done, too. It's, it's, been a, it's been an adventure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Tell me about how you guys got started in, in, in pet sitting and what it's been like all this time. So we've been married for uh, a little bit over 11 years together for 15. We, we met in Boston. And at that point, Beth had already done pet sitting at different times in her life. I had grown up um, at different times with some cats and I was always allergic. And my dad in, in, in Texas had, um, had horses. I was highly allergic. So it was not something I ever thought we were going to do. And uh, a few things came together at the end of uh, 2017. Actually, today is uh, uh, the second, second year anniversary of my dad passing when we were in Florida at the time. And it was right about the time we said, what, where are we going next? You know, we've been here in Florida for a little while helping my parents. Where are we going next? We knew we didn't want to settle. We didn't want to um, you know, lease and furnish. We knew we wanted to spend time with animals. We, we had done a number of like, side pet sittings over the years. And we discovered pet sitting. Beth actually discovered it. Do um, you remember who it was? Yeah, I, I actually found somebody on YouTube and I started following her. And uh, then I started having conversations with her privately. And she told me about this website. And um, I would often watch videos of her with dogs and cats and um so I said, okay, well, I'm going to look into the website. And uh, I told Alex about it. And I had already been doing pet sitting for friends and family. And I mean, we would travel for it. We went to Hawaii to pet sit. We went to Boston to pet sit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was always a really great, like, I mean, we both, you know, we both, I love animals. Alex loves animals, but was always allergic. Um, so, you know, luckily Claritin is available yeah so 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 we started um pet sitting pretty much full-time at the end of 2017 i started taking uh allergy medications and it was a miracle and the cats and the dogs like it was no problem and i was able to start really getting to know them and it was fascinating Hmm. um and we said basically we're going to keep doing this as long as it makes sense and as long as it's easy and it has now been two years of full-time, uh, no home base pet sitting. Yeah, it's worked out better than we could have ever imagined. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, tell me a little bit more about having no home based pet sitting and, and how that's worked out for you guys. Well, fortunately, we had already been practicing uh, living lightly. When we moved from California to Hawaii, uh, we, we got rid of and sold everything. When we left Hawaii for Florida, we got rid of a few more things. And when we went from Florida to Boston and started pet sitting, we were 
We had one small suitcase each and a backpack. I, I was actually a bit worried because we had, I had lived in Boston for eight years. Beth is from Boston. I didn't want to go back to the winters and I didn't want to get, get all the clothes, you know, to deal with the winter. <laughs> Bulk back up for all that. Yeah. So it was sort of like playing Batman in a sense. Like we got just the right stuff uh, to, to be super optimized in the cold. Um, we traveled super light and then realized, uh, hey, we, we also have food to deal with. And sometimes we have a little bit of food left over after a sit. So now we were carrying one or two small Trader Joe's bags around. And after a while, uh, we realized we were buying so much water, so much filtered water at places and then walking them to the homes. One day I realized, let's get our own uh, small filter. Like <laughs> Yeah. So we started realizing we need to take a few little things with us, like yeah. filters and a few, you know, a small mobile pantry. But we basically lived super light, ready to go at a moment's notice, uh, able to pack up real quick and settle in really quickly mm-hmm. and just focus on the animals and what they needed and what the home needed. And, and I, I think at first, you know, we were a little bit nervous on oh, okay, we, we completely 100% are remote and, you know, rely on pet sitting for where we're going to stay. And um, at first it was sort of like, oh, how is that going to work? And then, I don't know, just magically, I mean, it just fills itself in. We started getting repeat business all the time. And because there's two of us, if there's a day or two overlap, that's really super easy because he starts one, I am the other, and it's just a day or two. Um, and it's just, it's, it's since then, it's just never been an issue. It's never been a problem. It just always fills itself in. Yeah. That, that's great that you guys have each other to, to tag team, to, to meet those needs of your clients. Is, is that a, a strength you see that you have compared to other sitters? Well, I can't imagine doing exactly what we're doing if someone was alone, just because can't really get one sit to line up with the next. So when we have overlap, it works out. If we have a few days of gap and we do an Airbnb or a hotel, it works out. Um, So the partnership really, um, really smooths things out. And I think if you're single, you can do it. It's just, it's easier to do a gap than an overlap. So I think you need to, if you, if Mm. you are a single person doing it, it's just you need to make a choice because you don't ever want to overcommit and leave a pet that that needs care. You know, that's our number one concern is make sure that make sure that the pets are cared for and the owners are happy. Right. So um, kind of along those same lines, um, as you've juggling all these things going on, um, what's kind of been and you've touched on this a little bit as far as making the adjustments to this. But what's kind of been the, the hardest part about continuing to do this um, over the, over time? At first there was some fear. Are we going to find something in time? I remember there was actually, uh, when we first started, uh, we were probably three or four sits in and we were in Boston and we didn't have a place lined up yet. And the day kept getting closer and kept getting closer. And, and we were really, really nervous. And then something came through literally the day before for the next day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and so this, this, this sense of like, we can't plan it. We're not in control. That was for, for both of us, uh, a lot of anxiety at the beginning. And we really learned to trust 
over time. The the second thing I think that was, was challenging it was sort of unconditioning ourselves that the right way to live is this traditional way of having a home and having a home base and all these sort of false, like we project we need a home or a home base to feel secure and safe. And we shifted that over time. It took a while, but we really shifted that to, well, no, home is where we are. Home is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And home is where I am. And so that that also started to create a lot more trust, a lot more creativity, uh, and reduced reduced the fears. Yeah, that's really cool how kind of pet sitting came in here and went along tandem with some of these other things that you guys were working through and realizing um, that weren't necessarily pet sitting related, but were just more lifestyle like. And this was really able to come and help fill you guys in uh, and 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 work well with that. Absolutely, and and some of the challenges early on with with the, the animals themselves were just what is it like to get to know them quickly and understand their needs. Uh, there there was one dog that we didn't expect any trouble. We've never expected any trouble with any of the animals. Um, and the owners uh, just had a you know really good expectation. Well, when we got there and the owners left, the dog got very, very frightened, um, just super anxious. She's a pretty small. She's a um, rescue. She's yeah. a rescue and mm. Jack Russell, right? She's a little, little nervous on uh, disposition anyway. And what happened was the, for, for three Almost, almost almost three days, she would not let us put a leash on. And so we couldn't take her out. Oh, man. So I started, I, I work from home. Beth uh, tends to go somewhere for work. And so I started watching some YouTube videos. How, how do you deal with this? And um, we spent, um, I spent hours for a couple of days going to Whole Foods, getting great roasted chicken, and then bribing the heck out of this dog <laughs> and just inoculating her to me. And to the leash, uh, we end up spending a few weeks with that with that dog. And now every time we go back, because we get lots of callbacks, this dog remembers us, which mm. reminds of the owners. And she's so sweet. We are so <laughs> so in love with her. She's one of our favorites. Oh, and that's so great. You guys started off kind of on such rocky terms. And to have put in all that effort to see it pay off on the back end, that's really awesome. So rewarding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the the good experiences, you know, it's not always fuzzy out there. Have, have you had any stuff that's kind of gone sour on, uh, while you've been pet sitting? I think the, um, I, you know, I, I think the very, very first time and this actually, I've never, I don't think we've ever had a bad experience overall with a, with an animal, you know, besides, you know, in the very beginning, I mean, they're scared and rightly so, right? Who are you people? Mm -hmm. So, you know, making them comfortable is our number one priority. But um, the the one bad experience I had was when I didn't do my homework, it was my very first pet sit and Alex was still in Florida and I was in Boston. And um, I quickly did an interview over the phone. And um, with, and and so I went there the next day. It was sort of an emergency situation, so I had just agreed to it before because normally I like to at least do a Zoom or meet them or something. Mm-hmm. And it was the dirtiest place I've ever seen in my life. Oh no! <laughs> it was it was I, I I'm sorry, but it was so dirty that I went out and I bought sheets and I just slept on top of what I bought. And right. um, that was a good learning lesson to to um, you know 
not only are they interviewing you, but you also need to be comfortable and interview them. Um, and I would say that was probably the the one bad fit that I've had. Yeah, that that interview process is you don't think about it that that you know you have the power to say yes or no to clients. And at first, I know for for Megan and I, we felt like we had to say yes to everybody who walked through the door, regardless of how dirty it turned out or how little they were willing to pay. Um, and over time, kind of becoming more empowered to say, you know what. I don't have to take that. That's a, you know, but that's a, a learning lesson that I think we all have to go through over time. So I, I'm kind of interested in understanding a little bit about the mechanics of how you guys go about finding clients and working through those those meet and greets and, and going through that procedure. So could you kind of walk through how all that takes place? You know, we, we've done it a couple of ways. We're part of a, we're part of a, an online community called Trusted House Sitters. And it's international. And actually that lady that I uh, befriended on YouTube, she introduced me to that. And it's been a very good experience. The second way is that um, people that we meet um, request us. Um, I've, I've actually a couple of people that I worked with now um, have saying, oh, can you come and sit for us? And it's, it's worked out really well. And then the third way is that we get a lot of repeat business. We've probably done about 90 something sits in the past two years. And I would say a third of those are um, repeat. Wow. That's great. That's a, that's a huge retention for, with clients. Yeah. We, we have um, everything. We have 30 something reviews on the site and every single one of them is a five star review. And, and we do everything in our power to make sure that it's like, hey, th- this is our goal to, to, to provide you with the best service possible. What can we do to make that happen? And knock on wood, so far we've been able to obtain that. That's really great. That's really stellar to have that many reviews and, and have it be like that. Um, so what does that look like when you're in someone's home? You know, a, a lot of times when I tell people that we, we house it or we, you know, we travel and do that kind of stuff to take care of pets. A lot of people just kind of envision us sitting around the house, eating the person's food and watching TV with the dog. Um, but you know, how do you, what, what's that experience like to, to, to be in someone else's home watching their dog? It's a privilege. Uh, it's so I'll contrast it with going to a hotel, right? So we go to a hotel. And it's sort of like, hey, look at this cool space that we get to be in. Mm. Uh, we get to take advantage of. And look what they've made with the place. Right. When we come into a uh, home, uh, it's it's more like it's more like how can we honor this place? It's like what what does this place want? Uh, I'm I'm very much interested in it's like what what does this place have to offer? How does it fit the animal? And so one of the first things we do is just make sure like. We're okay. Uh, well, here's a first check. Check the sponge. If the sponge, <laughs> if the sponge in the kitchen, I mean, don't even look around. But if you go, because you can, we do. We are both of us a bit of, of a clean freak. So sometimes a place will look uh, clean and tidy, and then a couple of days in, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> so I've definitely done a, a, my share of um, cleaning in the first couple of days. But you go and you check the sponge, and that'll tell you a whole lot about the entire house. Our main goal is to honor the honor the people, honor the animal, know that we're there. It's actually the the animal's house. It's not us there watching the animal. Mm. So you know, how can we make 
the the cat, the dog, the bird, the reptile, you know, feel like, okay, I'm safe. I'm in good hands. Let me have fun while my people are on vacation and then do the best that we can to, to leave the place and the dog or the cat or whatever in a better place than when we got there. Yeah. It's always fascinating to find like, where, where's the animal like to sleep? Where are the toys? Where, where's the food? Not just for logistical reasons, but like, where's, where's this animal like to be? Mm-hmm. And, and, and how, and how can we quickly start having an easy time with the animal? While honoring the rules of the owners, right? Because yeah. you know, we, we've gotten lied to. The dog does not belong on the couch, but we've gotten lied to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. No, this, yeah. Yeah. She never chews on anything at all or, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that I like, I love that idea of, of remembering to, to honor the house, honor the surroundings. Um, for, for me, it's always been as soon as you start seeing the pictures of the family that lives there or um, those, those things that, that start popping out, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the visitor here. And this person has placed a, a massive amount of, of trust and um, responsibility on my shoulders that I have to make sure that I live up to that because this is, this is not just a, fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. It's, it's, it is honoring and, and respecting what is around you. You know, and just, I think a good rule of thumb for us is that whether there's a camera or not, we always like to act as if there, if there is. And what I mean by that is, you know, don't do anything that you wouldn't want on camera ever. That helps keep yourself in check. Like, like make sure you're doing everything possible to make the house feel honored. Yeah. And I know the, the whole camera thing is a really it's a hot topic among pet sitters, whether some people will, will not accept a client if they have cameras in the house because they, they're kind of weirded out by that. But I know that can go both ways of, of if I was having someone in my house, sometimes I'm like, well, it might be nice to make sure they're doing what they're doing. But I like the idea of just always having the idea in the, in your, in the back of your brain that whether I'm watched or not, it's about respecting that place and making sure you're, you're being professional in all that you do. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've been in both. We've been in places with cameras and without. Generally, we know when there is a camera, um, you know, just because we're sort of now in the house. So if we take a shower, we want to make sure we're not walking around in a towel. Um, but uh, I remember one time we were sitting on a couch um, together and we were with a dog and we knew there was a camera, but we didn't expect the people to come on the camera and start talking to us. Oh no! They literally said, "You can you can enjoy the bigger couch if you want." And we were like, "What the heck?" <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, but for the most part, anytime someone's had a camera, they've let us know and they've said, "Go ahead and just turn it off." Um, we've we've never had a, a real issue. So you've been hearing us talk a lot about Orgain. And we really love their products. And I want to highlight a specific product. They're simple, clean bars. These bars have just a few ingredients like dates, peanut flour, almond butter, chia, almonds. They're really, really good. And they are vegan, dairy-free, soy-free, non-GMO, organic. And we just love them so much. Our kids love them. We love them. They're a great snack on the go when we're out walking dogs or doing drop-ins. They come in three different flavors, chocolate almond sea salt, blueberry almond, and chocolate peanut butter. My personal favorite is the blueberry almond. I really like blueberries and it's just a delicious way to 
get in all that protein. So if you would like to order from Orgain.com, you'd get 30% off and free shipping with the code AMBASSADOR254. This is an ongoing discount, not a sale that ends. So if, if you order every month like we do, and then you can keep using the code. And it's AMBASSADOR254 for free shipping and 30% off at Orgain.com. You guys have had such a wide variety of experiences. Um, at this point, what's something that you wish you would have known back in 2017 when you started doing this, you know, really, really going after it? For me, it would be not to get so worried about the timing because it just works out. And if you have a day or two or even a week, you know, there's always Airbnb. So just don't get so stressed out about it. Um, that's just logistical. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. And and, and one of my favorite, besides what, having a water filter that you can carry around with you, like a little Brita, yeah. uh, the thing that's making me smile is Lyft um, and, and Uber mm. for Uber. But for the First, almost the entire, almost the entire time in Boston, which was uh, seven or eight months before we moved to, back to California. So for months, I was the one that would often move our stuff while Beth was at an office. Mm. And I, there was, especially with with the Harvard Square, I, there were times I was wheeling two small suitcases and one backpack, and Beth would have her backpack. I was wheeling them through snow and slush a mile oh, no. to get to the train, etc. And it was months before it clicked on me, I can get a lift. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, oh my God, this is this <laughs> a miracle. So now um yeah, I mean moving from place to place now is such a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's always great to have a Zoom with the per, with the people beforehand. You know, with a dog, we do, we we ninety nine percent of the time, if we can meet the dog beforehand, we do. Mm. Um, I think only once we didn't. Um, but uh, I mean, the cats are easier, right? But um, you know, we we just try to 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 if it's possible with a dog to meet the dog beforehand, just so the dog is comfortable. Yeah, and and to make sure you're comfortable with the dog too. Um, yeah, you know, exactly. look for, looking for any sort of those weird ticks or behaviors or you know tells that the dog may have that it's you know might not be okay to do to do that. In line with that too is um, as you think back over these experiences, and um, I, I'm I'm curious if if you've seen or thought about or witnessed any sort of changes in either expectations of, of clients or just the overall um, pet sitting for you as well, kind of at a, at a larger scale of the, um, of the pet sitting industry? What kind of changes, if you've seen any of those over time or expectations? I don't think we've seen expectations. A couple things, like from owners, whatnot. Um, yeah. I, I've noticed one is we predominantly use trusted house sitters when it comes to finding brand new um, opportunities online. And I've noticed that there seem to be fewer sits posted there. Hmm. Uh, there was a time that we signed up with Rover. Uh, we wanted to explore monetizing it. And it turned out that we couldn't use it because we're moving all over the place. Trusted House Sitters lets us look ahead, months ahead, and reach out on our own. Hmm. Rover, for us, we had to pick uh, an address. And then we can only be contacted. We could never reach out. And that wow. did not work for us to be able to 
move from place to place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of curious as how, how you came to, to trusted house sitters, but that explains a lot. If you're trying to live this no home based life, you know, Rover and other location based sitting apps and, and services is just completely out. So that makes total sense. Yeah. We need to be able to be proactive. Yeah. And, and they're international. We've actually been uh, approached by people in Croatia, from the United Kingdom, from Costa Rica. Um, you know, and the one thing is that uh, I need to be 100% remote and currently I'm not. Um, but the goal is to get there and then we can totally be internationally remote and global. And the other thing I've noticed is there, there do seem to be more, not boarding places, but like dog hotels. So there's a bit more of that now that uh, didn't seem to be there two years ago. Hmm. So I think people have the opportunity to, you know, put their dog in a, you know, nicer place than what's typically thought of as boarding. Oh, kind of like a, a boutique uh, pet, pet resort kind of thing, that, uh, as opposed to just a straight up kennel. Exactly. Yeah, there's quite a few. I think they're called like WAG hotels here in the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the first place you want to go overseas to house it for with a dog? Oh, um, hmm, probably Scotland. Oh, yeah, that'd and be. I'm, I'm open to sheep as well. <laughs> okay, yeah, this, been, this is all making sense now. <laughs> there have been some farms here, yeah. but they're they're further away. Um, one of the, one of our limitations is we need to stay within a, uh, an hour, you know, commute radius to uh, to downtown San Francisco. So, I mean, we don't just go all over the Bay Area. It needs, you know, we're, we're constantly managing, you know, is this going to work out? Is this close to a, a, a way we can commute? We don't have a car. Um, so, you know, we've learned a lot about the buses, the train system, um, and, and other ways yeah. of getting around. And I would say 90% of the people that we sit for that are um, outside of the city are, are very generous and just say, here, just use our car. Mm. People have been so generous. Yeah. 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 That's, I, I'm, we, we've had a few clients do that for us of, you know, if we, we pull up and we've got a little tiny car and they go, well, I've got three dogs. Just go ahead. And if you need to do anything, you're taking for a walk. Here's the van or here's the truck. And it's always just, again, that huge wave of, oh, that's a lot of responsibility. And wow, thank you. You know, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's big. Yeah. And, and with the car, you know, it's, you know, again, it's like, how do we honor that? And so we end up, you know, making sure that the car is full of gas, it's vacuumed and we wash it. Mm. Try to do what we can to be like, okay, that was a good decision that we let them use our car. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, because again, it's it's not in a lot of sense. It is all about the pet, but in in the larger sense, it's it's not all about the pet. It's everything else, especially when you are house sitting. You're 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 sitting their valuables, their their place of residence, and in, in everything that goes goes into that. Yeah. So yeah, and it's important. Like it, people people will appreciate things. But it's important. We found it's important to find a way to let them know, to, to let them know some of what we've done for them. So one of these we do is we'll, we'll, we'll WhatsApp with them and um, almost daily for you know, send one picture, a little comment. So there's a bit of a running narrative. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll do a custom thank you card with their pet on it uh, for, the, for when we leave. And we'll, we'll make a little... Um, checkbox, a list of, a list of checkboxes of the things we've done for them, just so that there's, there's a sense that they know that they know things are taken care of, not just hope that things were taken care of. 
Oh, I love that. I really love that idea. Um, Because, yeah, there are those times where you put a lot of effort into that. And it's not necessarily an idea of wanting to get recognition back from that, but it's wanting to let them know this is the kind of service that you get with us and this is what you can can expect and and really trying to add the the value to to each set that's not just watching the pet exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and that's why we end up on people's speed dials yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i know a few times we had uh you know picking up poop in the backyard is is typically a very big thing and we had a few clients that I think in between the times they booked with us, they just never cleaned up the poop in the backyard. For a while there, my wife and I were like, do they only book us whenever they need the poop picked up? Because that's a, you know, that's a big thing for us, making sure it's spotless in the backyard and that there's nothing left. And so, (laughs) Uh wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's (laughs) always, always those fun things. Yeah. So, you know, is there any other kind of advice to people either just starting out or maybe someone who's been in it for a while of something they may not have thought of, you know, given your background and, and all of the great experiences you guys have had that, you know, you'd like to, to share or um, anything else that comes to mind? Yeah, there's there's two things that I'm, I'm happy we did at the beginning and proved over time. Um, the, our profile, uh, you know, we have a, we have a website uh, right now. It, it connects to our trusted house sitters profile. and what we did, we made a video so people could get a quick sense of who we are and our personalities. And, you know, I have a bit of a, a marketing and holistic business background. So I wanted to put up front, hey, here's what you can count on us for. Here's a little bit of our story. So we were up front with not just like, we want to sit for you, but here's who we are. Here's what you can, what you can know about us. Mm. And we repeated that idea in our, in, in our notes that we send them when we're applying, if we're, if we're meeting someone for the first time. And we're up front with, like, right away, your animals will be really taken care of because this, this, and this. And we make it personal. You know, we look at their, at their information, their details. And so we customize that letter. But it's a bit of a template. And that way, they already, for the most part, have made the decision by the time we've met. And I found that that really helps us stand out. People really like it. It's a bit of a long letter, but boy, that stands out from anyone who's just saying, uh, we're available and would love to sit for your dog or cat. So I'm in- interested to know how um, you both kind of see your independent backgrounds and experiences, have, how those have helped in the pet sitting and how you've seen kind of your individual strengths come together um, to, to work as that team. Well, one for sure is uh, Beth always reads and checks and improves anything I write. So I'll write something uh, to them, not not like a, a daily text, but um, more of an email, like when we're exchanging at the beginning. And Beth will, you know, add this thoughtfulness and tactfulness. Mine's like, here's the principle, you know. And <laughs> the two of us together, um, we really round out some edges that mm-hmm. make everything really presentable and seem, you know, make the perceived value match what we believe value is. Right. So I think that's one in communication is, is one way things have really worked out. Uh, a second one is the, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed getting our stuff moved from one place to another, getting, you know, having the, the sense of yeah. the logistics that, you know, Hey, Hey, we're, I'm, I'm helping taking care of us in this unique way. Right. 
Um, so I think finding finding joy in all the different pieces is really important. Yeah, I think I think we've gotten really good at okay. So now that we've met these people, what what would make the best difference for them? And we actually talk about that. Like, what can we do to make this a five star fit for them? We also notice oftentimes the animal will prefer one of us, and it's always different. So that by itself is just a fascinating journey. But we'll we'll then leverage that. Um, the the dog we're with right now, play, like really starts playing when Beth comes back and doesn't like run up to me with the balls. Other animals will like just jump all over me and you know forget that Beth's there. Right. Yeah, I totally relate to that a hundred percent. When my wife and I are sitting together, it's it's I'm so thankful that there was someone else there because I don't know what I would do in that case if the dog's not responding or it's you know being aggressive. It's like I'm so thankful that there's someone over here that the dog actually likes so that we can yeah. continue with this you know, the sit because I don't know where else that would that would go and how that would take place. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I've, I've noticed with, with us, you know, I kind of relate it back to putting together puzzles. My wife loves puzzles and she can sit there and with a thousand piece puzzle in front of her, she, she puts each individual piece together and can just match them like that. And then I I can't do that. I don't have the attention span for that kind of thing. So, so she's the planner. She's the, the, you know, getting every, all the ducks lined in a row and scheduling days and that kind of stuff. And then when it comes to the bigger picture, caring for, you know, seeing everything in context, that's a lot of times where I see I can come in and and really help out in those cases. Um, And then it's good to hear that I'm not the only one who has my writing checked by my wife, because if if, if half the, if half the things I sent out, you know, weren't checked, it's, it's just abysmal most times. So there's always a a two stage review process for that. So helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, is there, is there anything else you guys would like to to, to bring up or, or or wanted to talk about at this time? Um, You know, I've, this has been really helpful for me. Uh, I know I'm, I know I'm taking a lot of, of, of notes here and, and going to have a lot of good stuff moving forward from you guys. It's been really helpful. Well, for, for me, um, the way I see things and, and what, what I do for, um, for, for work is uh, sort of personal coaching and branding, sort of inner work, really getting people who have big ideas clear on what, you know, who they are, what they really want. And I think approach i've always approached this process as um as an opportunity to grow and to bring sort of our standards our values um to the table and so we said for for a while like our lifestyle is champagne and peanut butter like we're going to enjoy and appreciate the the luxury and the goodness of whatever is there Mm. Uh, we're going to do our best to improve things and and uh, leave things better than we take it and we, we uh, I was sharing with someone, you know, that, that champagne and peanut butter idea is like, okay, but this is too long for a website. And the person said, well, how about bubbles and nuts? And it's like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> we got bubbles and nuts. And the, the reason I'm bringing this up is I think like if every pet sitter sort of took a stand for what they believe in, in terms of like the goodness that they are bringing to the table and named it in a fun way, like whether it's the, the business name or just something that they know for themselves. I think the whole, it just really enriches it. Mm. Um, it makes the hard times and the poop cleanups much more easy. It's like, hey, this is just a peanut butter moment. It's a peanut right. butter. 
<laughs> uh, there's no more bad days. It's just all part of, of the growth. Sometimes right. store brand peanut butter day. And then right. the, owners, the owners benefit because they feel that they feel more trust. There's, it's just, it works. It's such a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I bubbles and nuts. That's, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking your time this oh. evening. Um, you know, I, again, that's it learn so much and have a lot of, of thinking and chewing on stuff to, to take away from this. So I, I really do appreciate you guys taking the time out of, of your day and out of your, your busy schedule to do this. Well, thank you. It's really nice to connect, especially with other pet sitters. I mean, cause honestly, it's, I mean, a network of pet sitters or, or allies, it's so great to, to just share experiences and, and, you know, say, Hey, you know, I can't do this sit. Can you do this sit? It's, it's, you know, it's a community of, of uh, much needed people. Right. Cause a lot of times you can feel really isolated on those days, or if you've got a problem dog or, um, you know, a problem client, you know, if the owner's really giving you something, it's, it's nice to have some other people to, to reach out to and to troubleshoot those things too, as well. So that you don't feel so alone in those tough times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now there's a place to confess our pet sitting passions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I, there are times where I, the, the the people around me, I'm sure, are sick and tired of all the the stories that I tell. It's like this is what I do. I I don't have anything else to talk about other than dogs and cats. So it's kind of nice to 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 nerd out on that with other people too. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you for talking with us. Well, you. Thanks yeah. to you for creating this. Yeah, you're very welcome. We've got you know excited about where this is going to go and and um you know all the people that can and it can help too because yeah like you said a, a community is really important with this i hope you guys really enjoyed that discussion with beth and alex they're pretty amazing um follow them on social media check out their website bubblesandnuts.com and definitely reach out to them they're a great resource you can follow petser confessional at petserconfessional.com we're on Facebook and Instagram at Petsitter Confessional, Twitter at PS Confessional. Send feedback to feedback at petsitterconfessional.com and definitely subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.